Start it from the bottom. Yeah, let's never do that again. <laughs> let's never do anything that involves Drake ever again. Um, this episode, we're just going to jump right into it. It's called The Black New Deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about sustainability. I'm going to close my Instagram stories. I um, am going to put my no need for them. phone on. Do not disturb. Um, but yeah, today we're going to talk about sustainability. Um, this is a, a Charnizzle Productionizzle. Um, she just did the one. <laughs> um, and let's go into our mood first. So somebody just mentioned me in a comment on my son. Why are you embarrassing yourself? You need to stop. Like you look crazy. So, okay, let me say this. If you think I'm embarrassing myself by being myself, my true authentic self, then hell, I'm just embarrassing it. Like, that's what's wrong with y'all. Y'all think something like, bitch, this is me. Like, hello? I'm Damien. Like, I have some palsy. So the fuck what? Bitch, if you don't like it, if you don't, like, I don't care. I'm still gonna do me. Just gonna be mad, baby. Like, I don't care. How about this? I dare you to be yourself. Oh, yeah. That's right. You can't do it because you're scared of what people may think and you just want to be cool and be a fake-ass bitch. Let me tell you something. Damien, Michael Gross, he ain't a fake-ass bitch. He a real-ass bitch. And he always gonna keep it real, okay? So, like I said, if you don't like this, if you don't like this, if you can't accept me without my flaw, don't even come into my life. Don't even ah, stay back there in the sidelines watching me while I be doing my thing. Okay? Like, so you can just stay there, okay? Have a blessed day. Good night. This is my guy, Damien, that I follow on Twitter. Like, not my guy. I don't know him. But, we talk, um, I think we talked about has, him before. Yeah, Damien has cerebral palsy, but, like, does not give a fuck. He does not I give a fuck. That. He still lives, like, a very authentic life. Like, Fuck the yeah, disability. Very authentic, like young black millennial mm-hmm. life, you know. Um, was like, you know, swimming recently I saw for like the first time. And then also was like modeling. Yeah. He's and a model like now. had the fits, like, you know, so uh shout out to Damien uh forever. Also uh, this week sponsored by is Mary Jane Blige. <laughs> Why did you say Mary Jane Blige, because you need to give her a thing. <laughs> Why did you say it? give her a thing it's, she... this started because my mom <laughs> oh yes that's literally why because your mom posted a video of her dancing to just Fine. <laughs> on her instagram story and it was not even dancing to just like the auntie hip the auntie hip hop the tongue and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's all right the shoulders um, that was it but yeah mary j blige i mean she got her things for at the bet awards where she performed her own tribute <laughs> She also a few weeks after that. Did you did you see that video where she was like, "These motherfuckers!" <laughs> like she was just cursing. She was like, "I know some of y'all came to the show and y'all just want me to sing and shut the fuck up." Well, I got something to say to you. You shut the fuck up. Oh my up. god! Like, she be drawing. I mean, what do you just, expect? She was just going in, and it was like somebody really pissed her off. But it's just like Mary J. Blige is a real ass black woman who been black woman who's been through real ass black real woman ass things. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, I just respect her. She's like the quintessential like black woman to me. And she's so like, if we go in the music catalog, we're not going to go all the way there. Um, but just like super versatile. Like you remember when the they had Kerr Franklin, Bono, Mary J. Mm-hmm. Blige. 
on a record. You know, we can what I'm saying? also like, talk about Blige. Mary J. Blige and Disclosure. Okay. Oh my God! Right. Mm-hmm. We can talk about how she's an actress now. How she's an actress. Like, all these, how um, like, I mean, the boots. <laughs> no more drama. No more drama. <laughs> she invented the uh the phrase hateration. She, the phrase holleration and dancer? the phrase dancer. I don't think she invented invented dancery, but she definitely coined it. Yeah, she definitely coined it. No one else was like in a dance. Nobody was dancerian. Right. <laughs> um, so shout out to Mary J. Blige. Uh, last few things in our intro this week. Uh, we talked about worth and value last week. Mm-hmm. Um, just the things that we uh, place our value in, I guess, or like things that we place value on. Um, that makes more sense. Um, but things that we place value on and like <laughs> <laughs> things that we, um, you know, spend our money on. Um, and so I, that's where this kind of, this, this, this next conversation, next, yeah, yeah kind of came from. Um, I love how this is like a constant evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking of which, I think I just figured out a day when um, season two will start. Um, but I think we have, this is 42. So we have two more episodes in this season. Wow. That's really crazy to me. Yeah, that's crazy to me too. Um, two more episodes in this season. Um, yesterday at the party, uh, we went, I went, we went to, um, uh, the magazine release, yeah, Sumi's party for her, for raw cast. For raw cast. Um, and we were in it. We have like an ad in it. And, um, Someone was like, oh, how long have you been doing your podcast? And I was like, it hasn't even been a year yet. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. So crazy, right? Has not been a year yet. But um, we have some things coming up for our one-year anniversary celebration, mm-hmm. um, seeing people face-to-face and all those things. Um, but season two is very much future-focused. Um, and I realized that, like, I just went into the design aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make something fire. But also, uh, it's about to be 2020. It's going to be 2020. It's fucking crazy. Like, this is, like, what's going to carry us into 2020. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like it has to be very Forward. focused on the future. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, no more of that old shit. So, um, that's that. Let's just jump right into Motives and Thoughts. And, and I'm going to let you run the conversation. Um, so, for Motives and Thoughts, we... This is a continuous conversation from last episode. Um, we are talking about sustainability. Last episode, when we were talking about value, and um, we brought up the topic of why we choose more expensive things over things that are uh, sustainable. Um, so I wanted to like, kind of talk about sustainability and what exactly that is. So our first question is, what is sustainability and why is it important? So... Okay. Um, I think sustainability, um, it can mean a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. but just the ability to like replicate over and over again. Um, I think about like, I I worked for a couple of like tech startups and it's a big thing there. Like, oh yeah, we might be doing really well right now, but like, is this sustainable? Mm -hmm. Is this something that we can like continue to do forever? And is this like a strategy that we can execute over and over again? Um, and so kind of transitioning into like sustainability in our lives it's like continuing to be here (laughs) you know um but also taking care of very specific things um our environment right you know and that's where i think that like um a big part of it comes in like we always focus on the environment but like you Mm -hmm. said um 
like everyone should be able to be sustainable you know what i mean like it's it should be like a widespread thing um and when i was doing research for this episode it talked a lot about like healthcare Mm -hmm. and how like that's a part of um like a part of it um and i remember and like this the title comes from um aoc who we stand but um she was talking about sustainability um in regards to um clean water yeah. And it's like, how is that? She said it, she used the term elitist. How is it elitist for people to have clean water or now or like mm-hmm. healthcare? You know what I mean? Like, um, these are also things, you know, besides the earth. Um, these are also things that that sustain life. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think all in all, the uh, you know making sure that people feel okay, like Andrew Yang, who's running for president. I'm I'm not like a hundred percent like yeah, Andrew Yang Hive, um, but I do Yang think gang. that Yang Gang, the Yang Gang, <laughs> Gang Gang, Yang Gang. Um, but the one thing I do respect is that he wants to give like everyone a thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. right? Which would be like twelve thousand dollars like a year for each person, you know, um, in the United States. And while I do think that that is interesting and that there's probably going to be people who, you know, get, um, a pair of Louboutins each month or whatever, or like something from Gucci. Um, I think it could definitely stimulate the economy, right? Having more money to move around, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then I think also like when people, aren't living out of a place of like struggle you know like everything changes so just some of the research that um like to point to i guess your research is um like ending of hunger Mm -hmm. better education standards uh gender equality sustainable economic growth like i think that that's where like things can really um change and become something that we can repeat over and over right if like we know that the jobs that we do nowadays, like the job that I personally do did not exist 10 years ago. Like the company concept even could not exist 10 years ago. And it's because we live in a completely different economy than we did 10 years ago. You know, there are a lot of similarities, but uh, a lot of this stuff is going to tie in as we talk through this episode. Um, There's a story about dominoes that we'll talk about in just a little bit. Or even, um, um, if you look at the the um uh what was that uh the rich paul rule the, police. the rich paul rule okay. Did you, i don't know if you heard about that no i haven't seen that so, um yeah. yeah when we talk about that it that goes into educational like stimulation and shit mm-hmm. like that and then even there's another story about um the police forces and insurance mm-hmm. um and so we'll talk about all of these things but yeah, sustainability really is, to get to the question, uh, being able to survive and then to repeat that over and over again. Okay. What are the main goals of sustainability? So um, some of the main goals are better standards of education and healthcare um, to achieve gender equality, which I think is a really big one. Um yeah i want to talk about that i don't know if this is like the best time oh god let's wait let's just wait i think that when we talk about gender equality it it's it yeah that's exactly what feminism is being able to yeah. like when it when it comes to rights like mm-hmm. like um 
you know, getting paid. <laughs> Yeah, like getting, getting paid, paid equally. equally. Like, like there's uh apparently the US soccer team was trying to um lobby against paying the women's team more for all these different reasons. They were trying to bring up all this research for why they should be paid more. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't really make sense. Like they got they've gotten more championships than than everyone. Like the than everyone. So I don't it, understand. It's why super they weird, be paid right? More. Like what is the you what know? is the what are the grounds on it? Yeah, it's even, I saw a really, like, interesting meme type of tweet, but it was saying, like, in video games, you know, um, men usually have, like, all this armor indicating that they would probably be weak, whereas, like, women who are fighting, usually, it's like Lara Croft, mm-hmm. right? She ain't got nothing on. <laughs> and so it would indicate that, like, women are, she cool, right, she's good. you know? Like, she's resilient. She's going to be good regardless. Exactly, exactly. I mean, and that's um, women, just in general. Um, I think also just in terms of main goals for sustainability, is uh, at this point like it has to be for us survival right because mm-hmm. i th- like every single day i feel like we're getting closer and closer to, the, to the end of the world a point of no return yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah like end of the world just a point where like all right well we can't come back from right. this mm-hmm. like and that's a big no part of it um and, we talk mm-hmm. about climate change and environmental factors um mm-hmm. you know like we're gonna get to the point where like there's no more ice caps. Like, there's no, there's, we talked about, I don't even know if we brought that up last episode, um, about the glaciers. Yeah, we did, about the glacier melting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, ins- yeah, whole, whole ass glacier melted. Whole ass so. glacier melted. And the thing that I, I think is, like, really um, important to kind of point out here is that a lot of times black people will feel like, oh, well, this doesn't affect us mm-hmm. or, like, this isn't relevant to us or whatever. But everything bad that happens in the world. It happens to remember Andre black, 3000 wore the, the black yeah, and poor people um, first. Across cultures, mm-hmm. yeah, black people suffer most or mm-hmm. people with darker skin suffer, you know, most. And, like, it's literally going to be us that have to endure these things first. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's most important that we um, pay attention um, more than anyone because we'll be the people that are affected Absolutely. by it. Absolutely. Um, last one. So uh, what are some ways that you practice sustainability or that you will going forward? Well, I stopped using so many paper towels since you fucking <laughs> subtweeted me on the last episode about my paper towel usage. But I'm fucking crying. Um, do you do you shower? Do you brush your teeth in the shower? I do. Okay, yeah. same. Somebody said only serial killers do that. No, like it's called being fucking efficient. <laughs> like I'm already in here, and my my you know my bathroom like has the little thing inside, like the little shelf mm-hmm. up there, which is like so perfect. So it just it's the best yeah. place for everything to go. Um, but yeah, definitely brush my teeth in the shower. I don't shave. Like I shave my head outside of the shower because I need a mirror, but. Yeah, um, I think just being conscious, like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm about to invest in a metal straw. Good. I'm so proud of you. Because the paper straw is, like, bullshit. You just got to carry it with you. That's it. Just carry it with you. Yeah. I mean, they're on the Amazon, people. They're on Amazon. Can I also say with bullshit while we're here, mm-hmm. um, like, the fact that they have these little plastic, like, sippy cup lids or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like they have equal amount of plastic, if not more, than just the like then a straw plus a regular flat well, lid. Well, the problem with and the then, straws is that the straws are killing animals. Okay, yeah, I understand that, but also the problem is, and I'm just gonna say this, that when I try to drink a cold foam cold brew out of the sippy cup thing, the ice comes through and it just fucks up the whole drink experience. But <laughs> that's why I said I'm about to start carrying the metal straw. Thank you. Okay. 
um, that. I do keep an eye on like how much water is running. Oh, honestly, if there's anyone out there that litters, your mom's a hoe. Yeah. And I just needed to say that. You already like, know me and Chase be on some fucking save the world type shit. The cleanup. Yeah, I mean, I'll like clean stuff up. Like there's not, you know, not clean up, but like you just don't make don't add more. No, yeah, but I'm saying, like, they just put all the menus or whatever. These people put all these menus outside of my mm-hmm. door or whatever for the whole apartment building. Like, we don't need that shit. It's going in the trash. Like, everybody has just walked past it. Now it's on the ground. Like, just throw it in the trash. Yeah. You know? You know what? Um, so, one, a big thing I'm going to, like, for sure try to do. I'm going to try to, like, mm-hmm. go to like, use, go to the farmer's market more or, like, to the, the produce okay. junk- junction type joint more. Yeah, just getting, like, local Locally grown. Um, groceries mm-hmm. and, yeah. Um, it lets you know that like your stuff is being sourced from a good place, but also you're like directly supporting, um, you know, the local community. There is a farm stand in West Philly right under the L. Um, like, I guess I'll just let it out the bag where I live, but I won't live there soon anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right under the L 46th street. Um, there's, I think it's just called the West Philly farm stand. And they also give away free food, like at the L, uh, on Thursdays. So they just be, like, serving up food that's made with the, like, you know, produce or whatever. They had, like, a purple potato soup one day that they made, and then they were just giving away produce. So um, shout out to them. But, yeah, I think um, any other ways I'm trying to think that I can. I want to start when I get the house uh, composting. That's a good thing to do. Like, I feel like that's cool, you know? Like, also, do we know... (laughs) Do we know that, um, like eating meat, like I've, I've slowed down on like my meat eating. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. Um, Um, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Like you, it, the, what we eat, um, has an effect on the environment, not Mm -hmm. only on ourselves. We all know I'm big on that, but like it really, really has an effect on the environment. Um, right. Cause it has to be produced. produced. It has to be shipped. It has to be, you know, like, Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's also these farmers that do, that are, you know, farmers and, like, people that turn animals into meat. I'm not sure what to call them. But, like, um, that do all of these different weird things because they're trying to keep up with, like, mass production. So they're, like, injecting hormones into these animals or they're, like, you know, doing weird-ass scientist geo-fucking-logical shit in the background with the vegetables and injecting them with whatever GMO is. Mm -hmm genetically modified objects i don't know if that's what the o stands for but anyway the shit ain't from god also um i haven't been using a lot of chemical cleaning products yeah for sure because it just like gets into the environment Environment, everything and because chase eats off the floor and shit so like (laughs) (laughs) well yeah sorry to share your secret that's important as well um yeah i think overall we should just think about what we can do on the day-to-day because once again we are the people who are going to be affected the most i'm really going to try to stop using plastic water bottles oh hell yeah get off of that no i have some like real banging plastic water bottles i mean not plastic like reusable water bottles um but sometimes like the big joint of smart water that you're drinking right Mm now you just need one of them like the one the one liter joint when you see it out yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just need that yeah. um or i think it's actually one and a half 1.5 or like the giant mm-hmm. essentia yeah. yeah i don't like essentia i think um, essentia tastes like shit honestly okay i don't know 
Absolutely. Unless they're trying to cut the check. And if, if they are, Essentia, this is Essentia. I love Essentia. <laughs> this is Essentia Stand Stand podcast. podcast. Guys, we only drink fucking Essentia around here. <laughs> it's like, I did just um, start drinking. Actually, it's going to be one of my three things to stand, so I'm not going to okay. say it. It's a kind of water. I hope um, it's not Aquapana. No, Nick Nog. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think this is it for our motives and thoughts. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this is it for our bonus <laughs> thoughts. Let's move into. I would like to see it. Wow, this first one's really funny, and I know that it came from me. <laughs> so let's go. I would like to see people stop sexually harassing fruits and vegetables. Honestly, I am. First of all, there are people starving who are hungry that's what i'm about to say first of all people are fucking hungry okay there are people starving and y'all are molesting molesting fruits and vegetables cucumbers and tomatoes (laughs) think about veggie tales every time you do that i just don't understand i don't understand what is happening but also like what are we doing this for what is the what is the end game? What's the goal? Because people are big, horny, and nasty. <laughs> like honestly, but the thing go is, to is a that sex club. Th- it's cool. The thing is, the thing is, is that why are you posting it? That's the real question for me. Why is everything Clouds. for the internet? Duh. If for real, masturbation is natural. Sumi has a really good article in her magazine about masturbation. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the best things ever. Honestly. One of my things. Ten times a day if you want, <laughs> right? The, my thing is, it's like, you're, people are in the club, right? And I, I really be breaking shit down, like, that's illogical on a logical level. Like, people be in the club, like, I want someone to know that these are the skills that I have in the bedroom. But I can't just, like, whip it out and go go to town right now. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to suck on a cucumber in VIP. <laughs> just to let these niggas know. Just to let these nignogs know. Um, it's confusing. And I would also like to see you guys stop or, or you're going to hate to see me call the cops. Because <laughs> that's my next step. Um, oh, can you say this, the second one as well? Yes. Because I love the, the end term. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see us not become numb to the injustices around us or have a compassion cap. Um, this week, yes. which is one of my things to stand, I listened to a podcast, um, about, um, a lawyer was on a podcast. She was an immigration lawyer. Um, and she was just talking about, you know, like a lot of the ice raids and like what's going on in the country and like xenophobia and like all these things. And she said, you know, the purpose of the media posting children crying about their parents is not to inform us because we know that this is happening. It's to numb us to it. It's to make us get to the point where like this is normal and we have like a cap for our compassion. It's just like, oh yeah, this is sad, and then we scroll over to the next thing. Um, so yeah, that that was that's that. Yeah. Um. Okay, these are the two that I have. Um, one, I, I would just like to see the same pressure applied to police officers 
Um, financially, there's an article from Medium um, that talks about basically how uh, insurance companies have the ability to slow down or definitely potentially stop uh, violence by the police by making insurance premiums extremely high. Really? Um, so basically, yeah. Like, I would just like to see this in force uh, because ultimately, right, insurance is about risk. And so if there's a high risk, right, if there's a, an officer that's like, super high risk you know what i'm saying because you've had all these different incidents in this and the third um everything's gonna tie in because there's a, a police officer kkk story i want to talk about in a little bit um but let's say this officer is already like potentially hurt someone or killed someone or whatever like they would be paying significantly higher insurance premiums than anyone else so basically all in all um Police officers, if they were essentially charged uh, in excess, you know, in insurance premiums, um, this would be less likely to happen. Um, but it is not. So I would definitely like to see uh, insurance companies do the work. Right. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to necessarily. Um, but one of the things that actually is called out in this article, and I, that's why I put it up here to highlight it, um, is a service... It's called TandaPay, T-A-N-D-A-P-A-Y, which essentially gives power to communities to start insurance companies. Wow. So um, it's basically, you know, the ability to support each other um, financially. And it, it's very interesting. So it's a pretty uh, decently long read. It's not a nine minute read on Medium, um, but it's how P2, P2P, so peer-to-peer -peer insurance companies, can empower social justice in local communities. Um, so that will definitely be in the links for the show. Uh, my other is like, I just would like to see quote unquote people of color, you know, um, who come phrase. into, right. Who come into black neighborhoods to keep it, you know what I mean? What it really is. So, you know, people of Asian descent or people of mostly, you know, Asian or maybe, uh, um, Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern descent, you know, Latino. who are coming into, yeah, Latino also coming into these, like, to our communities and ultimately treating us like shit in the businesses that we, um, we keep running, spend mm -hmm. all of our money right. in, you know what I'm Coffee saying? Stores, and we're the stores, only reasons why, salons, yeah. Hair stores, everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would like to see, uh, a level of respect be established, uh, because we are the reasons why these institutions can stay open. Um, there was a a tweet that went out, and it was like stuff on both sides. Because some girl was saying like, "Hey, my mom runs a, a nail salon or whatever," and these girls came in and they said they were gonna get their nails done, or they got their nails done, and then they stole and they left, and you know whatever. And they, she was in a predominantly black community. She obviously was like saying racial stuff about them mm -hmm. on her, you know, timeline. And then on the other side, it's like, but you're also racist because you took pictures of them before they even left. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you just assume like, oh, something bad was going to happen. Like, I let can't me, trust these black girls. Hear. Right. And so I think if there was just a level of respect for the communities that you're serving, like things would be considerably different. Do you hear him? <laughs> yeah. Is he okay? Are you guys good? Go ahead. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? I fucking kill myself. Okay. 
Alright, well don't, but... here so anyways yeah the thing is though is even like when like you go into like hair stores i'm glad that we're starting to get some like black owned business like hair stores and stuff because mm. they're a staple in our community and i think that like going into the hair store where i'm about to spend my heart on coin and getting followed around and like yeah 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 or even like um, you know, there's like the gas stations we go. Oh yeah, you and, always like, yeah, you, you hate that gas station. I hate yeah, like I have to be very selective because mm -hmm. it's like I've seen them disrespecting other people, and it's like all right, well I'm gonna say something right. like you're not gonna disrespect somebody in front of me, and then like I'm just gonna spend my money without you at least hearing this mm -hmm. from me. You know what I'm saying? Or like you also not about to charge me a dollar sixty nine for a dust that's say two for ninety nine cent on right. the outside of it, and I'm not about to say something to you because I'm not fucking stupid. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We are at Who Run the World. Um, a couple of people this week who run the world. Simone motherfucking Biles. Oh my god, she is been okay. amazing. But like that mat, that dismount was beautiful. First person, a double double dismount. First, first person. person, not first man, right. not first woman, not first black person, first mm -hmm. human being in history. Mm -hmm. To perform a double double dismount on a beam, I don't even know what that is. So, it, but you I saw flip her twice. Do it. Yeah, you flip twice, yeah. and then you flip twice off of the beam, and then while you're in the air, you you do like a, it's called a full, but cheer the, okay. the cheerleader, you know, retired cheerleaders oh, yeah. be like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm like, what the fuck? Did was there a class on this that I missed or something? Like, no, I just cheerleaded um, all my life. But yeah, shout out to Simone Biles. For sure, for sure. Um. Also, shout out to uh, uh, Queen Latifah. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? What is this? Because she's gonna be in. She's gonna be um, Ursula. The... Oh, not okay. in the one. Like, she's not gonna be Ursula in the one that. In the yeah, yeah that yeah. um Chloe's gonna be in. Because that would be too bad. And it's Hallie, yeah. I think. Is it whatever? Same person. Yeah, Chloe you, and no, Hallie. it's not whatever. Chloe and Because you just did what um the white girl you know Camilla Cabello from from um whatever group she was mm -hmm. in. She walked up to them and she said, "Congratulations on the the Little Mermaid to the wrong one." So that's anti-black. So. Oh my god. Okay. Um, but Queen Latifah didn't know that she was gonna be in the Little Mermaid. Shout out to her. I just thought like Queen Latifah it really does run the world. Bringing down the house is an incredible mm -hmm. movie. I just want to uh, keep bringing that it's up. It's not, but okay. Um, remember also Taxi, which was like a shitty movie, but like real good no. too. No. Mm -mm. Um, you should look that up. Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. And she had this fire-ass taxi. She was a taxi driver. She was a taxi driver, yeah. Um, who else do we have? H&M and Monchant. Mont All right, I'm going to get it together. <laughs> Go ahead. Montcho, M-A-N-T-S-H-O. Montcho. I feel like that's a good way to do it. Um, is a South African designer. Uh, who is going to be collaborating with H&M. And so there's going to be um, like these African, uh, definitely more African-based designs. Mm -hmm. um, but these drones are fire. Fire fits. Very, very fire fits. Very ethnic, very real ethnic out here right now. H&M trying to get, they trying to make it, make it up for the monkey thing. For the monkey <laughs> thing. But we're not fucking having it still. <laughs> oh, this is very fire. I don't know if they got any men's pieces in here, but this is Super like. Super fire fits, right? Very much mm -hmm. so. 
Yeah, I'm just um, going through them right now. <laughs> okay, I'll come back to that. Um, and then also uh, we got Uzo Udoba. I do know how to say her name. Um, who's Ar- who, from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Crazy um, she Eyes. She plays Crazy mm-hmm. Eyes in that show. I think this is also the last season of that it show, is. which like kind of, thank God, because I it was getting dragging tired of it. dragging it along. I didn't even watch it yet, so. Um, but... Uh, Uzo is playing uh, Shirley Chisholm, mm-hmm. who's the first black woman to run for president yes. in the United States. Um, and they're doing an American, what are they calling this? American American crime story? Amer- no, I, I think it's like American political story or something. I don't know. Um, but it's through the American, I'm on the article, but I don't see it necessarily anywhere. Um, it's through the, the Ryan Murphy hive. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's doing Big the release and bangers. of this. He is big bops and bangers. Oh, Sarah Paulson's gonna be in it. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just called Mrs. America. Um, but it. I know that there's also they're doing something with um. Did you see, Monica Lewinsky yeah, did because you see she's that one? like executive producer of American. It's called like um. It's about impeachment, and it's. I think they call it like a American political story. Or no, something I think like it's that. One, I think it's different. called American Crime Story. And it's oh, it is it's American, American crime, crime story, okay. and they're doing it on Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, not really him. Um, so, th- well, they're probably they're gonna be like really talking about the person who needs to be impeached now, because um, Ryan Murphy loves to do that. He loves to talk about what's happening right now using like old shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just being on the but, other the other end of it, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that one season? Well, I guess that was a season of American Horror Story where the guy was like a Trump mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Last and finally, in who run the world? Who's been run the world for uh, quite a bit of time? Is Toni Morrison, uh, who passed away this week. Yes. Which is so crazy because remember I was just like be obsessed with Beloved. Remember? Yeah. 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 Um, Toni Morrison lived a long and beautiful life. Um, she was 88 years old, but also she wrote some like really incredible work. Incredible. And one of the things that stands out to me is like, as much as we know her, right. And her, her career has been, you know, extremely long. Um, she's won a Nobel prize, (laughs) right. Um, her career started when she was 40 years old, right. 41, which is super, Uh, super inspiring. Like, Mm-hmm. super super inspiring i never read the bluest eyes but everybody keeps saying like it's like the one that you had to read i did read beloved and i saw the mm-hmm. movie and um but I, I think i'm gonna go back and read that now um but ve- like to start your career at 40 and to like take off it just shows that like you can do whatever at whatever time in your life mm-hmm. and absolutely yeah absolutely so tony morrison we thank you for everything that you gave us that america's trash ass never deserved (laughs) Um, okay i wish y'all could have just saw my face we're at uh my tv ain't hd that's what we're gonna call this Mm -hmm. i really just want to talk about we talk about euphoria and pose and that's it because there's nothing else to talk about Mm -mm. Um, and then there's a show that we'll talk about that'll lead us into weird white people shit. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to end up talking about this show a couple of times because it's like a series. Yeah. Um, what day did it come on? What day did we watch I it? I think it comes on on Mondays. Oh, good. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So ketchup, mm-hmm. mustards, but we'll go into that in a few minutes. Um, you want to talk about Pose or Euphoria first? Let's talk about Euphoria because it was the finale. Okay. Yes, it was. Which uh, also, like, what are we going to watch now? I'm literally, like, kind of annoyed because I don't even know what to look forward to, like, <laughs> it, 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 with it being Sunday, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Work so, tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> and that sucks. You're right. Um, but, yeah, Euphoria, it was the uh, season finale of Euphoria. I can mm-hmm. see what what they were doing because I feel like um, – they left a lot of shit open. Yeah, and I feel like the show was written from the perspective of, like, they didn't know if they were going to get a second season, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was, like, eh, it was kind of, like, some closure, but then, like, a whole bunch of open doors, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really excited to see, like, one, if they choose to, because they could go two different ways, and I wouldn't mind on either or, um, but one, they could basically go like in the direction where they each episode continue to just explore a new character and then that like helps for everyone to be seen like there was Mm -hmm. a girl that i saw on twitter that she um when they were talking about uh fez's character being someone that they just like found on the street like he's not really an actor um she was talking about like basically she needs to come in and like be on the show and be rue's friend she's she does have cancer right now like that's one of her like dying wishes is to, like, be, you know, on the show and be, like, Rue's friend who's, like, non-binary and, like, is black and, like, actually tells it like it is. Because Rue doesn't have any, like, real black niggas friends, around her right. just being mm-hmm. like, baby girl, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and so I, I could definitely see them I also that want route. them to, to go more into Lexi's story. I really like Lexi. I feel like she is a... Um, an underrated gem on the show. I feel like okay, she... Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like she deserves her episode. She deserves the episode for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that... I mean, they went into her a little bit when they did Cassie's episode, but mm-hmm. I really... I love her character for some reason. I don't know why I like her character so much. I think that she has a lot of perspective from, like, Rue and from Cassie. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, being so close to both of them. Um, so I think that she could... She could definitely, like, in a second season, provide some context to things that, like, you know, the foundation was laid in the first. So um, there's that. Um, Nate, I really hope that he damaged his brain to the point that he can never. He was doing that. Did you see that fucking again? Did you see that? Yeah, um, what he was doing to his head. He was the dad. Yeah. What? what, That was sad. That was. It was sad, but it was also funny. (laughs) Um, for me, it was just like "Mm, sounds about white. Yeah. So he called his dad an F and F word. Yep. Yeah. But also, like, that's all right. So let's take one quick break there to say, like, by no means do I feel bad for Nate. I actually hate him, and I think he's a terrible person. But mm-hmm. I also um, would like to like take a second to acknowledge the fact that like he doesn't know what's normal. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think like imagine growing up and you know that like something that your dad does or whatever and you probably just also assume like oh that's what everybody's dad be doing you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and then maybe you get to the point where you're like you start to figure things out or you like talk to someone else about it and you realize like oh this is different you know what i'm saying like um and i think that that's what makes him extremely conflicted because for quite a bit of time he felt like everything that he was doing or everything that he was maybe interested in that there was like 
nothing wrong with it. And then there is nothing wrong with it. Well, mm-hmm. some of, you know, obviously where it's, like, consensual and, like, not uh, abusive and creepy. But, like, it's okay to, you know, have a range of sexual feelings, you know. Um, I saw, remember when Maddie was like, it's okay. Sexuality is fluid. Right. And it, it's just so crazy that, like, she was saying that also in a, at a time where, like, she was, like, trying to stop him from being abusive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that that says so much because it's, like, I'm trying to, like, make you feel like who you are and what you are is okay because you feel like it's not to the point where you feel like you need to abuse me into submission into believing that. Right. Terrible. Terrible. Um, I love Maddie, though. Um, I mean, I think Jules? It, all right. So, let, all right. Perfect. Perfect. I got to the point, like, later on as this – as the season started going on that I started to hate Jules. And I'm like, why do I not like her? Mm-hmm. Hunter Schaefer, we stand an advocate for the people Forever we stand. love. Yeah. Forever stand Hunter Schaefer. She had, um, she was going through like the music that they listened to on the show mm-hmm. and she was just like naming just bops. Um, she says she wakes up to um, I, I Can't Believe the Way We Flow by James Blake. So I was wow. like, okay, a all real, right. A real bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she... Also, did you see when she was on? I think she was on like TRL or something. I don't. Who? Th- yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, she was on there and she was asking. They were asking her about like how does it feel to be, you know, such a big like person for trans people, like a big mm-hmm. sp- spokesperson. And she was like, um, well, let's just be honest and let's just be clear that number one, I am skinny, I am white, I am passing, and all of these things. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she was like all of these things play a huge factor in my success and they play a huge factor in my likability and they play a huge yeah she was like she was wow. like and i would just like to see mm-hmm, i would like to see it she was like i would like to see that be more open for people that aren't that don't look like me mm-hmm. wow 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 hunter mm-hmm. schaefer we stand even harder we stand even harder but jules, but jules fuck out of here <laughs> It just, I just started to see like how, um, just how toxic she was for Rue. And it was sad. Like, it's sad. Like when they were in the hospital and she was like laying there in the bed with her and she was like, is this because of me? Like, you know, you knew like it, You you were a trigger for her. Um, and then to like go into detail about the, the sex she was having with the other girl, Mm -hmm. you know, like. Mm -hmm you know that that's like not yeah i, I mean do. honesty is cool but like you know that and then to make fun of rue's clothes you know it came out that rue dressed like she said that rue dressed like seth rogan mm-hmm. um but in the season in the finale that you see that um rue was wearing her dad's clothes the whole time mm-hmm. and it was like oh you're a bitch <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think that she knew that or like no well, yeah i know that i know that she didn't but, know that but yeah i um I just, like, not that I hated Jules or, like, whatever, but I definitely uh, found Jules to be uh, toxic as the show went Mm -hmm. on. And I also just found um, her to be... Actually, it's interesting that you said what she said about being, like, white and being skinny and and whatever, because I kind of felt like, okay, you don't understand a lot of this stuff because you probably don't have to as, like, a white girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like... You just like a uh, uh, kind of a ditzy white girl, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That like gets to bop in and out of people's lives when you want to. Um, yep. But I also saw a bit of my own toxicity in her. So 
vibes. It's probably with yeah. Um, you know the vibes. So that's that. Um, if you haven't caught up on Euphoria, you have uh, now the entire season. Go in, go ham. Um, second episode of Black Lady Sketch Show came out too, so definitely. Oh, I didn't watch it yet. I need to watch it. Thank um, you. Take a look. And then uh, Pose, messiest episode of the fucking uh, series, to be honest, both seasons. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) First of all, this was the best episode all season. I was kind of like, I was kind of like dragging with the season. I'm like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. where's the, where's the action? Where's the, where's the pizzazz? You got it. Okay, listen, listen. Me and Akira was like, oh, Damien. He came to read for filth, okay? Well, but also, it was this- yeah, I knew that that was coming. When Damon caught, I just knew the type of person that Damon is. When he caught them doing drugs, I thought I mm-hmm. thought Angel was going get, to get kicked out the last episode. Yeah. Like, I thought as soon as he saw her, he was he was. And it's so crazy, uh, Jam and I were talking about it. Because earlier in the season, I was like, is something wrong with Angel? Like, she just oh, doesn't yeah, mm-hmm. seem like herself. Is mm-hmm. she, like, a drunk? Like, what is she doing? Like, she just doesn't, she seems off to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was weird yeah. that, like, I, not that I don't like Angel, because I would never disrespect I love. But also, like, I don't like this Angel. Like, I don't like yeah, when you just be doing like drugs her. with Poppy and, like, Whatever I love, I love that you're a model. Like, do what you gotta do. You I mean be out here, do a little cocaine every now and again. And some, Crying. what did Whitney Houston say? Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and so that's my only advice. Um, pray tell. Child, you a grown man. That's your business. <laughs> but at the same time, like I feel like. Um, I don't want to speak on this like super directly, but I do feel like um, one of the things that they spoke on in the show is that like a lot of gay elders, like not necessarily being around, you know, mm-hmm. um, and people having to navigate things on their own, like younger LGBTQ youth having to like navigate um, things on their own. But I think it would be a lot easier if some of the elders were trying to educate them and not trying to have sex with them. But right um and that's what like that's what electra was saying yeah electra my mom the baddest the baddest but also the realest because she went right after that and started beating niggas up for money at the fucking yeah for it yeah let's go um okay the newest show in my tv and hd that we're talking about this week is intervention heroin hub on a and e this is also going to open us up to um, weird white people shit. But this show is based in Philadelphia. It's the show Intervention, which we all know. Y'all know that's my fucking shit. Um, usually it like just goes through um, two people within an episode and talks about mm-hmm. like their drug story, their family, all that. Mm-hmm. And like what, what, yeah, like, yeah. What caused them to be on drugs or, you know, get closer to drugs or whatever. And. Um, then they go through and do an intervention. I don't know exactly what's going to happen because this is only chapter one or episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, six episodes. Oh, it's going to be six. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to follow the same two people or if it's going to be, excuse me, if it's going to be multiple people. I hope So it's what multiples. they do is, yeah. So what they do is this episode. So the first episode, they showed us two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next episode, they'll show us. They'll wrap up the next stories, those stories. 
Okay. And then and they'll introduce two more. Okay. Oh, this is about to get mm-hmm. interesting. And it does come on yeah. every Monday, just to confirm? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So they said they're helping nine people altogether. Wow. Okay, nine this families. will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, apparently Kensington. I mean, we know that it's bad. Um, it's one of the highest drug rates of overdose in the country. In the country, yeah. And it's definitely, they called it the heroin hub of mm-hmm. um, the East Coast. So, yep. Uh, one of the things that I didn't really realize, and they, I was saying that, like, they're putting a little too much, like, sauce Emphasis. on this. Like, they're saying, like, that Philly is, as, like, worse than it actually is. But then it did put it into perspective. Like, we have one train line that runs between, like, the real super suburbs and, like, the real fucking trenches. And mm-hmm. so, it niggas can just easily get on the train, and I see it every day, you know? Right. Um yeah, I mean, where do you see most of most of the homeless people and drug addicts on the train? On the train, or like, yeah, mm-hmm. literally on, yeah, just on, or in the train stations, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's interesting. Um, definitely check it out. We'll be updating. It's it's just weird to have like a. I mean, because they go, they do it in like a kind of scientific. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're professionals, so like they they can see like what are the things that attribute to to this. Yeah. And but it's just interesting to see people's like stories and then like the one girl with her sisters and her sisters are like, well, I just felt like, yeah, you supposed to be my sister. So you ain't supposed to be out here like tricking, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, whereas like the other girl, she lives with her aunt and her aunt is just like, you got to stop doing that heroin Mm -hmm. in my bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, come on, auntie, there's got to be a couple more repercussions. Yep. But um, yeah, we'll continue to update on that. And um, let's just continue with we're white people shit since we're here. <laughs> um, is this the Rich Paul rule? Yes. Okay, let's talk about it. So um, the Rich Paul rule came out this week. And if you don't know who Rich Paul is, Rich Paul is a agent. Um, very successful. He's a bit like a, he does sports, sports agent. Okay. Um, and he is, I believe he is still LeBron's agent. Um, let me double check that. He so he is super fucking successful. Never graduated college, um, but I, he's probably worth like twenty million dollars. Cool. Mm-hmm. So he's um, agents for LeBron, Tristan Thompson, Eric Bledsoe, um, Corey Joseph, Norris Cole, a lot of big names, right? Um, and the big thing about him is that you know he didn't. He didn't go to college. He never was an agent before. He um, started his own agency, and he manages LeBron, right? And I think he was LeBron's friend um, before. And you know how LeBron is like real big on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like even like when you, you look at like Maverick Carter, who was another one of his best friends, and he's super successful as well. Um. So the Rich Paul rule came out this week, and the NCAA, who is the college basketball. Um, association has put a rule on um agents that agents can no longer um represent people in the NCAA without a college education um without I'm going to look look at all without a bachelor's degree actually they must have at least mhm so must be certified by the uh, NBA players association for at least 3 years um, must pass an in-person exam to take um, and must have a bachelor's degree. So basically no niggers. Mm-hmm. 
not no no niggers, but like basically the niggas that's been in here, y'all got comfortable, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Interesting. This is kind of like that that thing um, at the school where they said only these haircuts. Yep. Yep. It's just um. It's just like what like. I'm what. It's just elitist, really. Yeah. Let's it's, keep the blacks out. It's gross. Um, I don't <laughs> know what this story is about this this hand that continued painting after like someone died or whatever. But I don't play with the devil, so I'm getting this out Ooh. of here. Did you see that the the chicken that was on the plate? Oh, they said it was a frog. It came out that it was a frog. What that jumped off of a plate? Yeah, it was um, a frog and it was still alive. Mm-mm. Get that out of here. Um, who, oh, the guy who, uh, runs SoulCycle or who was the, yeah, Mm -hmm. owner of SoulCycle and Equinox, um, he, and there's, like, a bunch of shit, like, people are trying to, like, get people to not believe this, um, because basically Equinox and SoulCycle, they claim to love the gays Mm -hmm. and a lot of others, uh, but their owner is having a, uh, fundraiser for Donald Trump for the MAGAs. Uh, and it's a hundred thousand dollars a ticket, um, wow. $250,000 to take a picture with Donald Trump. So basically the white's going to show up and show out. Okay. Yup. Cause you know why people do anything for clout. Mm-hmm. So if they know that they can get a picture, even though they had to pay for it, that's why white people, they be having pictures of like, you know, famous people all throughout the crib, but you paid a hundred thousand dollars to sit next yep. to a racist, but um, that's gross. So I guess we'll just be at LA Fitness or we'll just be doing the fucking jail workouts at the crib like I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm really over it. Um, there is one story. It's not actually in here. Um, I, I don't even know like how to talk about it because I feel like if I do, they're going to put me on a list. But there's a very interesting, yeah, I'm probably already on it. Fuck it. Um, there's a, an interesting list, um, of black identity extremists. So basically people that love being black, I just, that's crazy. Um, but basically the FBI is targeting, um, black identity extremists, uh, like and we knew this since like uh 2019 or excuse me 2017 that was the first time um that this term like showed up uh in terms of people that they would be like targeting but now uh yeah this is the newsweek article that i read the other day um the fbi ranks black identity extremists bigger than al-qaeda and white supremacists wow. and and white serious? and white supremacists right the people who are actively shooting people i just wanted to come to this like very specific quote from this article um that let me know that like i could basically be on the list because it's just it's very okay here we go so it go says ahead. um the files claim that some black identity extremists acted in hopes of establishing a separate black homeland or autonomous black social institutions communities or governing organizations within the United States of America. So literally to only want to have things for your own and for yourself is something that uh, would have you viewed as a black identity extremist. I also do think that is very interesting and I'm going to link this Newsweek article as well, um, but that they call black identity extremists or BIEs, um, you know, Mm -hmm. as they are. 
Um, but for white extremists or like these like, you know, white supremacists, they will not use the term white supremacist or white nationalist. They use the term racially motivated extremists. Wow. So niggas, so we want you to know like that it's, like it, it's niggas. Okay. Right. And here racially motivated extremists or racially motivated events, um, which they call like hate crimes. Um, that's how they're referring to it. But it's like, damn, niggas can't even want to just have something, you know, where we have a place where we're not getting killed um, on a day to day basis without being extremists like that's a fucking extreme idea that's extreme so just wanted to share that want to make sure everyone knows it for anyone that you know has me on the list or whatever just make sure y'all have my things when i arrive okay what you what um i just want like a, a comfortable place don't ever try to put me in no jail that's just like you know some old bullshit you know like five stars sweet, everything you want sweet in jail Beyond that, I need the good Wi-Fi. I need um very nice furniture. CB two and above. We're off that IKEA shit now. It's like I'm about to I'm I'm about to be moving, so I'm probably gonna be copping a lot of shit out of IKEA. Um, all right. Didn't you know it's actually just more weird white people shit, which is so ironic. Um, these first two. I think people should just read this story because it's funny. There's a homeowner. Um, she owns Airbnb. She's white, too. And so it's whatever. But, like, um, her neighbors did not want her to have an Airbnb. They're like, this is a beach town. This is Manhattan Beach. Um, this is a beach town. We don't want, you know, people here, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it was just too many, like, people, probably niggas, running in and mm-hmm. out. And they weren't happy about it. So the woman who owned the house, she painted this, like, painted the house pink. And then also put, like, these emojis one is like the tongue sticking out and one is just like the zip your mouth emoji, um, which I think is really funny. And it's just like very passive aggressive, which is very it's super passive so. aggressive. And now you got this hot pink ass house with emojis on with it. With fucking emojis. So. And it's still an Airbnb, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now the, the police or excuse me. Now the white people in her neighborhood are trying to get her to like basically through like legal things, legal statutes to get her to say like well, her house has to look a certain way. Like, it has to look the same as, like, the other houses around. And just, like, you got to be white. You got to be the way we want you to be, um, which they love. So there's that. Second to last story here is this black man who was in a house. This is outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he was looking to purchase this, like, really, be- like, apparently beautiful property, multiple acres he wanted to like have a place for his grandchildren and his wife and like for them to live and you know really like establish all right this is our family home we're a little bit older and you know whatever so it was like a five bedroom property something like that a bunch of bathrooms all that and 22 acres is what it was so actually a ton of space (laughs) um and this guy his name is rob mathis gets to a house and the first thing he sees is like all this NASCAR stuff in the garage. And he was like, okay, you know, a little interesting, whatever. It feels a little racist, but I'll leave it at that. Um, But then there were, in the NASCAR decorated garage, there were two Confederate flags, which he was just like, "Mm, okay. And uh, then he was then told that he was in the home of a police officer. So this person is a police officer, has two Confederate flags, has a bunch of NASCAR stuff up, whatever. Probably not different than any other police officer in the United States, to be honest. And so later, this also could not be super different, but um, he's walking around the house, they're touring the house, and he sees an application, like a framed application to the Ku Klux Klan. 
Um, this is a cop. This is and a this cop. Is, this is a police officer. Yeah, the house that he's mm-hmm. he's gonna purchase. So, obviously, the black guy, his wife, I believe his wife is uh, biracial or white. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just like, all right, we gotta get the fuck up out of here, you know. Um, which is very smart of them. And they left, and they just uh, apparently they spoke with the NAACP uh, and some other institutions about like making sure that there's a bit more of a thorough investigation into this police officer. But apparently there was a shooting um, in 2009 where this police officer shot and killed a black man. Wow. Um, And so now we need to figure it out. We need some answers. We need to know what's good. He said, um, you can't serve your community and be a racist. You can't protect just one group of people. Mm-hmm. So. So there's that. He didn't buy the house also. <laughs> um, lastly, um, this is the real didn't you know. This one's really good. And I think that this is something that should also be opened up to an episode. Like, I don't think that this is like debatable by any means but as i read through the article like my position changed several times you know which is really interesting so on Mm -hmm. one side you have uh, a disabled gentleman who is suing um, dominoes because they are not on their website and in their app they're not ada compliant so um, i believe it's american disability association um but yeah they're not compliant with the ada so there's certain things in their website that don't necessarily work if you're like blind or deaf or you know whatever um and so they sued them and uh, the thing that Domino's is trying to get the supreme court to change is that like ada compliance should definitely apply to like physical locations which should be like making Mm -hmm. sure that there's a wheelchair ramp you know what i mean things like that um making sure that there's like braille for menus and stuff like that um but it's so much more difficult to create an ADA compliant space online, you know, right? because now you have to, um, you know, deal with like people being able to see things, hear things, you know, any potential kind of disability. And then you're also like, I'm using a Mac computer, but somebody else could be using a windows computer. Somebody else could be doing this on an iPad. Somebody else could be on an Android tablet. You know what I'm saying? But making sure that the experience is consistent across all those things is also really difficult. So Domino's is, um, going to the Supreme Court with this case, like, should we change laws to not include online spaces? The thing is, the courts have also have already like set the precedent that um, online spaces are equal to um, physical spaces because right. we all act, we're all accessing them pretty much the same. Like, being online at this point is like not a uh an option you know per se it's not something that's like a luxury it's something that is required like there's plenty of jobs where the only way you can apply for a job is online you know and so we do need to make sure that Mm -hmm. um you know these online spaces have equal access or provide equal access for people you know uh with any potential disability or you know people of any kind so um Definitely worth a read. Quartz is becoming like one of my favorite sources to read from. That's where the skincare article came from too. Quartz, uh, from yeah, last you week. did say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check out Quartz. This will also be linked. And then I think again, either before this season ends or it'll definitely be a topic next season. Um, you know, just how we can better serve um, the disabled communities. So um, that is that. Um, let's do tweets on fire real quick. Because I don't really want to talk about it. 
It's just about Lizzo. It's Everybody Lizzo is like and Lizzo and them. Everybody's saying like they don't fuck with Lizzo's music and she makes music for white people and she the only reason why people don't like her. It, I I don't know. It's like a whole bunch of shit going on. Listen, this is my only thing that I can say about the whole situation because I don't really, like I said, want to discuss it very much. Um, Lizzo is a black woman. I support black women. I support anything that black women do. Period. Lizzo's music sounds like bubblegum. <laughs> it's not necessarily what I listen to. I'm going right. to continue to support Lizzo. Um, Future needs to be checked into a rehab. Sway Lee... I'm pretty sure he has some things going on with him as well. Both of them make bangers. Okay. I support them because they're black as well. Does Lizzo's music sound anything like Future's music? Nope. Or Sway Lee's music? Nope. Are any of them really great? Nope. So. There's that. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think whatever Lizzo, if she wants to be a rapper, she can, you know, considers herself a rapper. I think that was her original, like, she came out as a rapper. So mm -hmm. that's cool. You're a rapper. It Does that mean that she's better than Future or Sway Lee? No, because they both also suck. <laughs> um, That's all. Uh, Bops and Bangers. Oh, for Bops and Bangers this week, um, I was listening to Wishing on the Star by Rose Royce. Okay. That's a really good song. It is. I thought, I for some reason, I thought that I added that. I'm going to have another song that's similar. You didn't add that? I, that was me. Yeah, that, that was, was you. Me. That was you. That was you. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Scotty Beam has posted a playlist. It's called Listen to Black Women. And she makes a couple of them. I would like update it. Okay. Um, but it, it's just like all fucking fire bops. That song that you like was on there. Fleef, fleef, beef Flow Millie. Flow Millie, the beef mix. Yeah. Shoot, that was on there. Okay, um, good. And I was like, yeah. Um, uh, Euphoria actually posted their playlist for the Find whole entire the fucking Lee. Yeah. Um, it's, it's on Apple Music and it's on Spotify as well, which is fucking bangers. Hella bops and bangers on that, John. So, yeah. That was right. my bops and bangers for this week. Okay. Um, mine, um, I feel like there's just one song. Hold on, sorry, I tweeted it. Oh, um, Don't You Forget It by Glenn Lewis. And um, don't you forget it. Don't you forget your way home. But that little girl, hold on to your way. Oh! Yep, so that was the one I was talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's this album that I discovered. Maybe it's an EP. I don't know who this person is, but his name is Sebastian Michael. Apparently, he's signed to Slip and Slide Records. Like, I see that at the bottom of this. But... <laughs> Whatever, this EP is pretty good. It's called I See You, You See Me. But it's literally I, letter I, C see you, you, you mm -hmm. see me, um, part two. So there's a song on there called Time that's really good. Uh, a song called Acid, part two. Um, other than that, I've just been listening to Lion King, The Gift. Which is also Bops and Bangers. Um, yep, that's it, I think. Um, three Things to Stand. Three things to stand. My first thing to stand um, was a documentary um, someone told me to watch. It's called Wild Country. It's on Netflix. Mm. Um, a docu-series. And it's basically about, um, I don't know if you ever heard of the Bagma. Mm -mm. You know who that is? Um, basically, um, an Indian man 
he was originally from India. He had, um, he was like a Buddhist, not Buddhist, but like a spiritual leader, right? And, um, he like had a huge, crazy following, huge, crazy following. And they went, um, so he was like, okay, so now, um, now we're going to go to America. So they go to this little ass town, the, the Bhagwan. Um, he's an Indian guru. His real name is, um, Raj, uh, Rajnesh or Ranesh or something like that. Um, and they go to this little ass town in like the middle of nowhere, like Idaho or tech or some shit like that. And he basically build, they were trying to like build a sustainable community of just like off of love and compassion. And they wore like orange fucking like monk outfits. Mm -hmm. And you already know the whites went fucking crazy. Okay. It was in Oregon, uh, Oregon. They tried to like build their community in Oregon and like, they were like, it's a cult. They're a cult. And of course, um, it, I think it happened in like the early eighties. Okay. Well, country. I'm going to definitely beep. Yeah. Actually, Real good to watch while I make dinner. So. Mm-hmm. I was originally, um, at Sundance. Um, but yeah, my second thing to stand and my last thing to stand, this is actually my last two things to stand because it was so fucking good. Um, was the free Meek Mill documentary. Mm. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, and we watched it, it all. We watched it all Friday night. It's five episodes. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and it was so fucking good. It just, of course, you know, it just talked about the injustices that Meek dealt with, but it, um, it, you know, it told his story, but it also told a bigger story of just like, um, of it was crazy that the numbers. What he said it was two million um black and brown people in jail, but there are four million over four million black and brown people um in like parole probation after jail type mm. programs um in the country. It's so many fucking people, yeah, that would probably be more people um than slavery. So like it's inc- it's like insane to think about. Um, but even when they like show like his whole story, they show um like a lot about how Philly cops are like super um crooked. I mean, all cops are really crooked, but um, yeah, how they finessed his case, how they his judge was terrible and trying to like come up off his name. Yeah, it was really good though, and um the editing was really good. Of course, I mean it it Jay Z. So Jay Z, Jay Z, he's in there. Um, Van, um, what's the guy from CNN? His name Van. Van um, Jones. I always be wanting to say Van Lathan and Van Jones. I wanted to I say always, Van Lathan so bad. <laughs> we be by, we always get them mixed up. But Van Jones um, is on CNN. Van Jones, yes. Um, he was on there and he was talking some shit. Um, yeah, it was really good though. It was super good. I was actually Van Jones always in, talking some shit. It made me, I, I, got, I like Meek, of course, mm-hmm. but, like, it made me, like, really, really stand for him now, so. Word. Meek Millhive. Meek Millhive. <laughs> also, Beyonce said free Meek, and then he got out, so. Yeah, very true. Um, okay, my three things to stand. Um, all right, whatever, I'll put these together. Buffy, there's a soap called Buffy. 
at Lush, and it used to be called something else. I don't know what it's called, what it used to be called, but um, I bought it a while ago. Actually, do you remember the girl? Uh, remember Melissa that used to work with us at the place, and she came. Melissa. She was working at Lush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say her last name. I yeah. didn't want to. Well, yeah, she gave mm-hmm. me the soap then, and I was like, "Oh, this is fire!" So I used it a couple mm-hmm. times, and then I was just like thinking about it because I've been trying to exfoliate, but also be like moisturized. This shit is basically a lotion and an exfoliator. So it's like you rub it on you, and I got the little like not beads, but it's like these little somethings that get your skin like get the shit off Probably your skin. Probably like broken up walnuts or something. Yeah, some shit like that. So it gets it off your skin and then, but also like the soap part is like oily, basically. It's pretty much just shea butter that like gets onto your skin. So then you get out of the shower and you like, excuse me, need a very minimal amount of like lotion or shea butter or whatever it is that you use. Buffy by Lush. I definitely copped the sample. She gave me a big ass piece of the sample. I'm headed back to get the full size uh, when I go to work tomorrow. Um, Second is not drinking. Um, I went to an open bar wedding. I also went to an event last night. Also, I've been several places where there's been alcohol in front of my face, and I have not even been tempted to drink. And so I well, feel, that makes one of us. Yeah, you were different, girl. You were, you were. Was I super drunk last night? No, but I was just saying that everybody was really drunk last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't know if it was because I was really sober, but everybody like. It, even people I didn't know was mm-hmm. I could just see like slurring and just like people were very drunk. But go off, y'all have fun. Um, not drinking for me has been very great because I've been able to be really clear, um, been really focused, and yeah, it's just been great. So I might not ever do it again. Um, last thing, I've been like juggling things here. So I'm going to say a couple of things that I just randomly stand. Um, one, having a hoe phase. I don't know if it's like if I'm in it or if I'm like getting into it or if I'm getting out of it. I don't know where I am, but just hoe phases in general. Shout out to them. Um, second would be, um, you know, the meme or whatever, when Cardi B is yelling, what was the reason? Mm-hmm. Um, love that. <laughs> um, season two, the graphics for season two for this show, nigga. Oh, bomb. That's, Fucking bomb. That's all I have to say. Um, and then, yeah, so really it's the season two graphics. I think last thing I want to say before you give us the mantra, we didn't mention, um, hot girl summer in, um, the song bops and bangers. Yeah. The song um <laughs> for a reason <laughs> but i feel like um the barbs the hotties the hot barbs would be after us if we didn't mention it so there's a mention i personally think that isn't she lovely by stevie wonder was a fine song you know my face dropped a song the same day who? um saint john who i fucking am oh, obsessed I was just with on their instagram while we were talking <laughs> like while we were saint doing john, this podcast saint john and meek mill dropped a song together Okay, um, St. John, he is, he, has, he is, um, he has an interview with, um, Zane Lowe, mm-hmm. fucking amazing. I should have been on my third thing to stand. Zane, oh, number one, I just stand St. John in general. I just really love him. He's super black and like authentic, like just himself, like, but yeah. Um, cool. Um, do you want to give us our closing mantra for the episode? Yes. Ooh, mantra for this week is if you can't be kind just be quiet bloop that's it <laughs> jobs mike